Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? And it's not even like, I, I don't know. I'm not like a sports fan per se. I don't really follow any teams or any players, but I enjoy watching a game in yeah. a social environment. Oh yeah. I have absolutely. no I desire. Love going to games. Oh yeah. That's great too. And if I'm even like, you know, if it's like a, a party at a house party and we're watching a game or something, that's also fine Yeah. with like a group of people that care. I have no <laughs> interest in watching a bunch of people talk about it on tv the next day no why do we need to why i don't know that's i understand that it's it's a a big part of people's lives and you can like what you like and that's a fairly non-toxic thing to enjoy so like more power to you you know yeah except football Um, football's a pretty toxic thing to enjoy but that's just my opinion i'm sitting here like literally (laughs) sipping on tea and i'm like the nfl is very toxic sips on tea But that's another conversation for another day. Today we're talking mm-hmm. about business. Business? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're right. There's a business, and how to a business succeed world. In it. How yeah. to succeed in business. Yes. Which is, they couldn't have been at least a little more clever. This is clearly how to succeed in business without really trying. Clearly. So, which which is like a very like, long title. <laughs> That's true, but they couldn't have been like, okay, so we want to make it kind of like that, but like not as long. And they just didn't, they just shortened it. It's like a bridesmaid's dress. You can just shorten it and wear it again. Shorten it and run it again. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That's the, that's what 27 dresses they say every, right? Yep. You, can, you can just shorten it and wear it again. Just Which, I saw it, that, right? I saw that movie the, for the first time a few weeks ago. Did um, you really? <laughs> Yes, I, I've been familiar with it, like conceptually, and I like, and I knew the general idea here and everything. And I feel yeah. like maybe I've seen part of it before and on TV at some point or something. Sure. Uh, but yes, Sarah and I watched it a couple weeks ago. What um, were your thoughts? Oh, I had a blast. It was a great. Isn't time. it so fun? It's a great, great movie. It's just yeah. like harmless. It's just harmless it's, fun. It is. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I I had a blast with it. Well. This so is let's the talk Feeny business. Call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Feeny Call. My name is Megan. I'm Skyler. And this week we're talking about season five, episode nine, how to succeed in business. Like we said before, very similar to how to succeed in business without really trying. I guess we usually can... the show the show does like some pun, you know. I but um, this one's that's just a I'm lazy saying. title. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So this Ooh. is the third and I think final appearance of Phil Lead in the show. We saw him in You Can't Go Home and also Quiz, Quiz Show. So mm-hmm. this is his last appearance. He's in the mailroom. Yeah. He's the guy in the mailroom. That's where he dies. <laughs> so maybe, I was going to say, maybe he just, maybe the mailroom is his day job and then he works evenings at the Quiz Show and then and he commutes, has a twin uh... who lives <laughs> Goes to pots down on the weekends or something. Oh, yeah, there you go. He says he was only three hours from home, which means that he does live in uh, Philadelphia. So I'm saying yeah, so this theory tracks. He goes, he goes to pots town for pie on the weekends. Mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. guy. This is his day job. Quiz show yep. is his passion project in the Correct. evenings and the afternoons. And then he goes and gets pie on the weekends. Yes. This is <laughs> a right, full character. It's <laughs> a full character that we have in this show. Yes, he is. He is one character. It's not one actor playing multiple characters. Mm-mm. 
Also, my little fun factor trivia for the day is Corey is watching the soap opera on TV. He says, Susan Lucci, how do you not win an Emmy? So actually, two years after this episode aired, Susan Lucci did win an Emmy for her role on All My Children. So that happened in 99. Yay. So congratulations, Susan. You deserve it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never really watched a soap opera in my life. I haven't either. And I feel like that's okay. A soap opera is one of those things where if I'm an old woman and I'm just sitting at home bored knitting, like then I'll get into it. <laughs> it seems like that is, I'm, I'm in the time of life for that. But also, there are just better things on TV now. So we're in the prime. Yeah, it's true. All right, well, who's recapping? I am? I don't know, it's been so long. It's me. Oh, okay, great. What happens in this episode? Okay. I think I I think I know it. What's what's my time? 24. Okay. Three, two, one. Sean and Corey are doing a work study program. They're both in the mailroom. All of a sudden they go up to deliver people's mails. Sean answers a phone that's ringing just because it's ringing. He talks to a client, the guy whose desk that was overhears him. He's like, I loved how you talked to that client. So he keeps promoting him, promoting him. Corey eventually gets fired because he's just really bad at it. And he gets jealous of Sean and they get in this huge argument about how Corey's should be the one succeeding. Meanwhile, Amy is taking a creative writing course and it just so happens to be at Pembroke with Eric. And she starts telling all about uh, Alan's, she and Alan's sex life, which is hysterical to me. That's my time. I... I love the B plot way more than the A plot in this episode. For sure. Love this B plot. A plot, oh, yeah. take or leave. B plot is so good to me. No, for so this many, is so many reasons. The the B plot's a blast. The A plot is Corey's an asshole and a yes. terrible friend. Oh. And an asshole. <laughs> I'm so like I said, I feel like we're really getting into the prime of Corey just being an absolute dick all the of fucking the time. worst. And you know what? Sean is is too forgiving. Corey's an he ass really in is. this episode. Yes. And Sean just kind of rolls over and is like, hey, man, is, which is like good for him. Yeah. Very healthy yes. sense of self and ability to forgive. But I would have held nothing against him if he was like, you're being a real dick. Fuck off. Go yeah, away. Like, get out of my apartment. <laughs> <You know>? Truly. <laughs> right. Well, especially there's one, there's that moment where Corey's in the kitchen and he's talking to Alan and he says something about Sean. So I'm the one who's supposed to succeed and everyone knows that. And Sean's blah, blah, blah. And saying that to your dad is one thing, but the fact that he then goes over to Sean's place and then says it to Sean's face, I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? That's not okay. What an asshole. So what did you learn? (laughs) Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, Yes, I think the the takeaway here is that um, you should support your friends mm-hmm. and put your ego away. Mm-hmm. And that when you do that, everyone is likely to be happier and more successful. Yes. In that Corey's ego is ultimately what gets him fired and then repositioned as a janitor. Which... The show job shames again, despite an entire an entire episode where Sean comes to understand that his father being a janitor is cool and great and fine and and clearly <laughs> Topanga is the only person who has learned this lesson. Topanga is the only one who to... walked away from that episode and remembered. <laughs> yep, uh, there. That's why the a plot bothered me because there were so many things that I was just like, "Are you kidding me with this? This is ridiculous. We've already learned this lesson. We've done this thing." But I feel like the good thing about this episode is. 
it, that it feels like an overarching thing where it's like, A, don't be an asshole and B, you should support the people that you love and you should want to see them grow and succeed. And that goes for Corey and for Eric, because Eric should also want Amy to grow and succeed because he loves her and that's his mother. And so he can't get in the way of that with his ego or his, I don't know, pride. So the both plots have the same message can be boiled down in the same message. I should say. I like that. It's a good yeah. connection. Um, I think so. Oh, hi, Ducky. <laughs> oh boy. He's back. Yeah. I think that was a nice connection between the two plots. Uh, it's interesting. It's, you know, the, the A plot is obviously Corey and Sean, I guess, but it's, it's a thinner line in this one between the A and B plot in that I feel like they are awarded fairly equivalent screen time, actually. Yes. And I think it's and, because there's not much that we can, that not much else can happen with the work study program because it's not like the, these are their real jobs. I mean, it's just a work study, so you can't be like, and now Sean is an executive. Like that would never that just, that's not going to happen. Everything, everything that happens for Sean in this company with the fact that it is a work study is kind of ridiculous anyway. Yeah. The, the idea that Sean goes from work study in the mailroom mm -hmm. to a like assistant advertiser, you know, I try to like, yeah, basically like an like, executive <laughs> assistant in mm -hmm. like the span of like a week, not even. That's the I timeline on this episode. It's very fuzzy and strange it, too. Also, yes, very that. I think it's very funny, the costuming in this episode, where Sean is just in his, you know, regular, long, oversized, button-up with a collar, maybe khakis, maybe jeans. And then as soon as he gets his assistant position, he's suddenly tucking his shirt in. He's got a belt. It looks nice together. He's wearing khakis at home. I'm just like, this is an interesting costume decision. I see you. I see you, costumer. Yes, I agree. I thought I was also thinking that they did a good job on that one. And I hated, I, and we see this look some more times, and this is just a product of the times. I hate the sweater vest over the white undershirt thing that Corey's wearing in the beginning of this episode. Yeah, they do that <laughs> it's a, a lot. terrible thing people did, but they do it a lot, and I hate it. They're also, I think Corey's wearing that in one of the promotional Maybe season five, the promotional shot that's on the cover of the DVD. I think Corey's wearing that exact, not exact sweater vest, but like a sweater vest over a white t-shirt and jeans, which I think is funny that you mentioned that now. Because yeah. I'm like, no, wait I think a second, you're probably right. sure that's in the it's promo It's a terrible material. outfit. I don't know why we let that happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. So Corey kind of learns to not be an asshole, but he's going to be kind an of. asshole again later. Yeah. Now, I have a big issue in that he's clearly lying to Topanga this whole time, too. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't... <laughs> why is that necessary? She's not... She, of all people... I mean, I, I guarantee... I know that he wants to be like a, I'm doing so great, and look at how awesome I am, and you're kicking ass at your law firm, so here, I'm kicking ass at my thing. But first of all, this he's never expressed an interest in going into business or doing anything in like the business field or the finance field or even advertising or marketing or anything. He's never expressed interest in this. So why is he making such a big deal that this is not his forte? It shouldn't be that big of a deal. Why did he even choose it in the first place? He should have chosen kind of uh, something in film. He should have gone to the local TV station and been like, hey, can I film your nightly news? Like, he should have done something else because this is not his passion. He's making a huge deal out of it. Also, Topanga is the most understanding person 
in this entire show. So if anyone's going to understand and be able to sympathize and empathize with him, it's Topanga. So just tell her the truth. What is the big deal? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. This episode tries to make a big thing about them. It's almost like this episode tries to ignore that they're in high school. Um, yeah. In that it all takes place either in the workplace or, you know, Eric and, and Amy, they go home, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like, it, I don't know, there's no school in this episode. And then at the end, they're like going over to their friend's apartment for a dinner party. Uh, yes. <laughs> and like you know the friend stuffy. the friend lives on his own and yep. they're like a couple having a dinner party right and I'm like this is this is they're still in high school <laughs> yep which I don't think I've ever I went on double dates out with people in high school but yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot honestly say I ever went over to a friend's place for a double date and they were like we'll make dinner and yeah, no, sit no down way. and play games that's just like right. such a 20s yeah. like I'm in my 20s and I'm doing that now that's what I'm right, doing right 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 I feel like there could have been a, a nice scene between Corey and Feeney in this episode, and we mm-hmm. don't get that. And I feel like the fact that acknowledging this is like a work-study program and that they're students in high school, and like yes. presumably Feeney is in some way presiding over this thing, I feel like that would have been a nice little inclusion I would have liked to have seen. I agree. We don't get a whole lot of resolution with Corey in himself we get resolution mm-hmm. with he apologizes to sean he's like sorry i was kind of an asshole and sean's way again yes like you said way too forgiving but i agree we don't get really a Corey also coming to terms with maybe business isn't for you but you know what there's so many other things that you can do so many things that you have proven that you like and are good at explore those and that would have been a good feeny moment you're absolutely right it's a strange, strange little episode, and it means nothing in the grander no. scheme of things, because not only does this mean nothing for Sean's character development, and that this theoretically would be the beginning of him like considering a more uh, realistic adult lifestyle, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, it would have also taken, you know, we we revisit this later when they're in college, and Corey gets the job telemarketing. Yes, and exactly. And he's bad at that. And he's bad on the phone. Corey's Corey's just not a phone person. He's just he's, not well, big on that. He's not a he's not a marketing person. This nope. he's working for a marketing agency here. He goes and works for telemarketing. I understand a lot of people work in marketing. Mm-hmm. He should not. Yep. He's, exactly. He's very bad at it too. His campaign idea sucks. <laughs> I don't understand why. Granted, I know they weren't like planning on making Girl Meets World at this point. They were just focused on the then and now. But I'm a little surprised that they didn't allude at all to, like, maybe he could be a teacher in some capacity. Like, him, mm-hmm. like, being like, oh, Feeny, what you do is pretty cool. Or, like, him kind of taking a shine to having, like, these teachable moments. Mm-hmm. And somebody being like, hey, you have a lot of these teachable moments. Maybe you should be a teacher. Like, I don't That would have been, that would have helped I feel like, I don't know. There's just, it feels so weird that we're wandering this entire show without a real track for Corey, considering he's the main character. There's yeah. no track for him at all. And then all of a sudden in Girl Means World, he's a teacher. And it's like, how well, the fuck do we get here? Even even when they go to college, there's no yeah, track. He, exactly. He is, he is just taking college classes to do college stuff. Yeah. And then, and then they move to New York. Yep. Does have some sort of track, which is fine. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. It's he, it is weird that our main character is uh, floating through. 
And it's not even really addressed that much either because it's addressed in situations like this where it's like, okay, clearly Corey's not good at this. He's not good at this. But it's never addressed in Corey's sitting down and saying like, okay, what am I good at? What do I like to do? What do I what do I think I could do for the rest of my life that would bring fulfillment and make some money? Like he never has those moments. It's just watching him fail at a bunch of different things. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. It's a little little strange. Also, Mm -hmm. I, I laughed out loud when he was like, they want you to take a drug test. I was like, okay, like they're not all on cocaine. <laughs> like everyone yeah, like in everybody that in that office is not doing bumps. Exactly. I was like, for okay, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I mean, listen, you think marketing guys do a lot of drugs. <laughs> Thank stocks and banks guys. Man. They oh, do yeah. so much, so many drugs. A little note about the B plot that I made. I, I love, which we've talked about before, I love the fact that each adult has their own whole character. It's not just, I'm the mom, I'm the dad. It's like, oh, we have other interests. We have other things that we want to do. Alan goes through this whole employment crisis last season. Amy is now going through, like, a, I'm more than just a mom and a housewife. In the first season, we have the, we sneak out and go have like little rendezvous at bars and it's fun for us because we're actual humans instead of just your parents and I love episodes like this where it really brings that home and it's like I have a life outside of my kids I'm a whole complete person outside of being a mother and a wife and I just love that for Amy and also huge kudos to her that she is getting it so well from Alan that she is able to like remember it all and write about it that must be some banging <laughs> sex that they're having if she's able to recall her, like, wedding night. Come on. That's amazing. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> like, get it. Yes. No wonder they're still, like, so successful in their marriage after all these years. Like, damn, mm-hmm. girl. Get it. Apparently, apparently they have really great sex. Yeah. That is what we now know about Amy and Alan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good for them. Power to them. Mm-hmm. Also, the professor of the class looks like he definitely murdered somebody at some point. <laughs> he's kind of a creep. Yes. He's a little bit of a creepy looking dude. Yep. He's just got a weird, like, moppy hair cut and then yeah. some Dahmer glasses happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He did have some big serial killer vibes. Yep. But you know what? We're all excited for for this for Amy. Mm-hmm. The kind of seizure of her, of her creative spirit slash... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. We we never come back to it, but it's fun. Nope, <laughs> it is. It's another, like I said, one of those moments where it's like the adults in this show are also full people as well. So even though mm-hmm. we don't circle back to it, she still gets this moment of, I am more than just a mother and wife. I am a person. Mm-hmm. So it's very nice. Which it's funny, equal parts of, I don't know, it's like I'm more than a mother and wife, and then everything she writes is about being a right. mother or wife. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she really hasn't had any other experiences, if you think about it, unless she started right. writing fiction, but clearly she doesn't right. want to write fiction. Well, and I feel like she probably is thinking of like being a 90s housewife. You're in this awkward stage where she may not have been asked about any of that before this. Like, no one probably asked her about any of these things. So she has all these memories that she just needs to get out of her system. And it's nice to that she now has this outlet so she can do that. Also, it, it's not like Corey mm-hmm. and uh, 
and Eric are banging on her door asking for stories of their childhood and their birth and then her wedding. So <laughs> that's true. That outlet. I, I do enjoy the moment where Feeney is over here giggling yes. about reading what he believes to be like mildly erotic fiction, basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then she's like, and then how not. like embarrassed he is about like, oh, oh god. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's fun. That's a fun moment. That would have been a fun moment. That would have been also a good moment if he was still there for Corey to come down and be like, Sean. And then that would have been that good moment for them to have that conversation. But mm-hmm. I do, yes, I love Feeney's little bit in this. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta I gotta pivot back to work study. I take big yes. issue with this work study program. Okay. In that I don't fully understand how it works. All right? I don't either. But, I one thousand percent agree with you. Right. Like there's no there's just no clear rules here, and my argument being that what the hell kind of work study is going to allow two high schoolers in their mail room, and like the idea that one, they're going to be put together instead of everyone having their own individual assignments. Yeah. Two, what high school is going to say, yeah, you can put our student in the mail room. That should help teach them the things in the work study we want them to learn. Yeah. Like that, neither of those things make any sense. No. Nope. They, it cannot possibly be fitting the goal of the work study program. And they also would not be doubling up in my opinion. We had a college pro like a college study program where you could go take college classes during the day. And mm-hmm. I did that, but I have no idea how this work study even and you're not you're right in that why would they want if it's a work study, why wouldn't they go study like someone who's actually I don't know, part of like I feel like there should be like a designated like person like and here's how things run here. Instead of just sticking them mm-hmm. in the mailroom, there should be like another, an individual who's in charge of them. And yeah, there should be like a, a mentor and an advisor maybe. And um, every aspect of the office. Like if they're mm-hmm. there to study like just a business office or like a marketing agency, then they should be like, here are our agents. Here's what they do. Here are our executives. Here's what they do. And then they can go to like, here's in the mailroom. This is where you'll start. And then you can work your way up or whatever. But like, yeah, it's weird that they're working in the mailroom for their work study. Well, and I think here's the thing, right? A work study program, to me, when I hear that, I actually think of like a college student who works in the student union. Yes. 15 hours a week as part of a scholarship requirement or something, yep. right? Yeah. Right? Like that is what strikes me when you say work study, not like a high school student doing an unpaid internship. No, which is yeah. kind of more similar to, I think, what's happening here. Yeah. Um, um, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, whatever the hell this program is. And, like, they don't go to school during it. I'm, I That I was a little confused about as well because I was like, maybe they do, like, half days. Maybe this is, like, a senior program that they have where uh-huh. they take, like, two weeks and they do half days. But then again, the timeline is very fuzzy on this in that, is it like a week? Have we only passed a week? Have we passed a couple of days? Like what? Well, and then Corey gets fired, which I'm like, yep. so you can get fired from work study. And right. then he's just home watching daytime television. And I'm like, so he doesn't have to go to school any, during 
the weekday? Like what? What's happening? <laughs> I know. Is this? I I need to know. Does anyone has anyone experienced this? Like, is this a real thing that that high schools do? Because I feel like it's not. I feel like they just doesn't make made this doesn't make any this. sense to me. It, it doesn't. None of it really adds up and makes a lot of sense to me. Like you shouldn't be able to get fired from work study. If you've been assigned there as a partnership between the business and the school, then the business would have to go to your school and be like, hey, this person in this thing is not working out. Let's reassign or yeah. whatever. You know, they, the the VP couldn't just be like, you're fired. <laughs> like, he's, doesn't, he's not hired. Okay. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. That should be a then the amount again. of work. The amount of work they're asking Sean to do for free yes. is fucked up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And again, this is why I'm like, there should be someone who is there to like supervise them, like I'm someone so that if Corey does get out of line, the executive can be like, hey, maybe this isn't the right fit for you and talk to one of the school people and be like, hey, can you put this kid somewhere else? He's not doing right. a good job here. Or he can go back and do like classes at school instead of the work study. Like there needs to be, he, yeah, he shouldn't just be sitting at home. How did he get fired? How did, how does that work? <sighs> Yeah, it's none of it. So none of it makes sense. This this episode is in the wrong season. If this were in season six when they're in college, it could make a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it doesn't make sense in this episode. No. <laughs> well, who's your MVP? Eric. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with Eric. It's a good choice. In in that it was either gonna be Eric or Sean for me. Mm, okay. And I think I'm going to go with Eric because I sympathize with Eric's conflict. Eric begins this episode by encouraging his mom to go out and do something. Yeah. All right. Which I think is great. He's encouraging her to pursue something and he's trying to be supportive of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then obviously her choice makes him very uncomfortable, uh, which I sympathize with in yeah. that I, I would be uncomfortable with that as well if I were 19 in a creative writing class with my mother and then take it one step further and have yep. her reading <laughs> uh, <laughs> creative re creatively written accounts of her sexual exploits like yes! yeah, I would be very uncomfortable with that too yep. so I very much so sympathize with that I would be uncomfortable and embarrassed um, and then he really comes around to all of it pretty strictly on his own uh, and, and comes to understand, you know, that like, this is important to her and I want to be supportive of it. And maybe we can just like have a little bit, you know, like meet me somewhere along the way and maybe stop writing your sex stories. At yeah. Least. And that's not a hurdle. I think I can get over in this class. And I'm like, that's listen, I think they had a very healthy work through all this. And I think that he, he arrived there pretty much on his own and yep. in, a, in a good way. So yeah. Eric. Nice. Eric was definitely one of my top choices, but I think I'm going to go with Topanga just because mm -hmm. she is incredibly supportive the entire time, even though Corey's being uh, the worst the entire yeah. time. She is, is the worst. She's supportive. She, even after he comes clean and is like, I'm a janitor, she's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Who cares? Right. She like, doesn't even hesitate. She's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. She, she's just very level-headed throughout all of this and I, I also thought about Sean too but yeah he does forgive a little too quickly for my taste and this feels 
we were just going through this whole episode of Sean being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to be exactly like Corey. And now suddenly he's incredibly self-assured and confident in this thing that he knows nothing about. We just went through this last episode and, and it didn't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel, doesn't feel as consistent. And so, but Topanga is consistent and she learned the lesson when Sean's dad came to school as a janitor and she is always kind and supportive and understanding. And uh, so, yeah, it's Topanga for me. And she apparently proposed a new Pennsylvania law. Yeah, good for her. Well, depending on what the law is. It's true. We don't know what it was. But yeah, good for her. She's like kicking Mm -hmm. ass at her work study and clearly on track to becoming a lawyer or at least doing something with the law. Honestly, I would have loved to have seen, I know in Girl Meets World, we eventually see Eric go into local government, but I think Topanga would have also been great in local government. Shit, who needs local government? She could have been a congresswoman. Yeah, exactly. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, missed opportunity. Instead of instead of her lawyerly career taking her down to later owning a yogurt shop, her lawyer career yeah. could have taken her on to be a representative in the United States Congress. Exactly. <laughs> Well, whatever. That would have been They cool. made decisions and... They did. No one asked us. No one, yep. No one even asked. And then the decisions were just made. So, mm-hmm. whatever, I guess. <sighs> well, I guess that kind of does it, huh? Oh, yeah. Those are all my notes. All right. That's cool. Everything. Good, good, good. Well, good. We're getting back on it. We're, we're here. I mean, you, the listener, there was no interruption to you, but we recorded a bunch in advance and then <laughs> didn't talk for a few weeks. So That's true. Uh, we're getting back into the regular schema of things. And it's finally kind of spring, which is very exciting. Oh, yes. It's like nice and, out, but it's not like so nice where it was like a week ago. But we're yeah. supposed to be in like the mid 50s all week. And honestly, perfect. I'll take, I'm happy with that. Perfect. That's yep. Sounds yeah. amazing. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Y'all check us out on social media. We're at all the places. You know where to find us. And you can drop us a message at the Feeny Call uh, email account if you want. That is the Feeny Call podcast at gmail.com. Is it? No, it's just the Feeny Call. <laughs> just Feeny Call. Feeny Call podcast it. at gmail.com. <laughs> God damn it. I can't remember which one has podcast and which one doesn't. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Twitter and Facebook are just at Feeny Call. Instagram is the Feeny Call podcast. And our Gmail is Feeny Call podcast. Was there, was there already an Instagram account that was at Feeny Call? Is that why? No, um, I created the Twitter and Facebook, and you created the Instagram, and you just oh, so I fucked it up. That's my fault. (laughs) And now it's too late. (laughs) And now it's too late. So that was on me. All right, but we could always change it if we really wanted to. But then I'd have to go back and change every episode description. That's just way too much work. So yeah, sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Whoops! Here I am sitting here like, why are they different? Who fucked that up? It was me. I did. I mean, it's fine. I could have told you what to do and I just didn't. So it's it's on both of us really. (laughs) Well, I accept responsibility for that one. Um, Anyway, go find us at those various different locations. Yeah, we're all over. Just Google it and then whatever you find. Similar enough names. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can also leave us a voicemail. Uh, There's a link in our bio on Instagram and in the episode description. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know if your school did a work-study program because we're just very confused about that. So please let us know. We are. We are indeed. Someone tell us how it works. Um, 
Otherwise, thanks for listening, y'all. And as always, class dismissed.